The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Light Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam. The infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Get away from her, you bitch! Welcome to Sisters Grim Podcast. How'd you do this? Welcome to the Sisters Grim Podcast. This is Holly and Morgan, and we are doing this for the first time ever a remote podcast. Yep, I'm in Ottawa, Morgan's in Chicago. Morgan's gonna sound a little bit like she's underwater. I might sound a little underwater, but, um... It's because she's underwater. What? Uh, We are going to talk about... Almost said Friday the 13th. Nope, it's a night... so weird to do that. (laughs) It really is. Um, I really wish you didn't sound like you were underwater so much. Do I really sound underwater? How well, about that? no, not now. It comes and goes. I shouldn't talk about it. Um, so we're doing a nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, the entire series, which you guys is a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got super not into it. Like Where? towards the fourth one. I don't know. These movies were so all over the place. It was it was hard to get a grip. That's what I was going to say. These more than like any other, at least of the franchises we've talked about so far, because we have our whole episode about Saw and uh, Scream and Friday the 13th and Halloween. These movies really just like go from really good to god awful so quick. To the point where the number of puns and stupid topical puns that freddie makes in the sixth movie are fucking bonkers the worst it is that is a popular opinion amongst i I watched a lot of um youtubers who uh specifically were ranking them and everyone put that one last (laughs) yeah i mean it's just oh it's it's pretty hard before we start what is your ranking my ranking for these movies, ooh, um, okay, well, um, let's go oh, from, uh, yeah, no, because you're more prepared, sure, you go first. Okay, so mine goes six, five, three. No, 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 you mean seven, sister. What? Oh, wait, no, are, oh, you're going least, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, least I'm to dumb. best. I'm dumb, I'm dumb, I'm dumb. Okay, so the worst is sixth, then the fifth, then the remake, then... The second. And then I would say the fourth and the fifth were very even to me. I know people think that the fourth or no, I'm sorry. The third and the fourth were even to me. And I know people think the third is like such a good movie. Like some people even ranked it as their number one. It is not that much better than the fourth movie. So the the fourth and the and the third are kind of even. And then, you know, New Nightmare. And then, you know, Freddy vs. Jason, and then number one, obviously, being the original. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. I think I'd set them all. <laughs> yeah. So, for me, definitely, the remake is the worst. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. There were parts in... I was able to find enjoyable moments in six. I'm not going to lie. Um, okay. Well, the, I guess, like, I was able to find enjoyable moments in just the actors that were in the remake because i really like rooney mara and I oh really you mean like emmett cullen <laughs> you mean emmett cullen no because he dies literally within the first minute of the movie so he wasn't a character i was super like here for he was the rod of the squad because that's the dude from the first movie who dies first okay, hold on. Do, your, do your order okay so yeah um i really really do not like the uh, remake, and then, I don't know, I guess six, because it's really bad, and then, honestly, let's just do five, four, 
three, um, and then let's see, which ones do I have left? There's so, uh, Jason, New Nightmare 2, and the original. Okay, um, and then I'm going to say, well, actually, weird opinion. Well, no. Okay, so then, <laughs> I'm sorry. So, okay, remake, 6543. Uh, and then Freddy vs. Jason. Okay. And then um, the... Um, Excuse me. The New Nightmare. And okay. then I like the second one. And then the first one, obviously, because when I was watching the first one again, I was like, this movie's really good. Yeah. Anyone. Cause I mean, there was only one person and I'm not going to call him out by name mostly cause I don't remember it, but there was one person who put the third movie above the first. And I'm like, you cannot do that because you cannot pay homage to something that like started somewhere completely else. It's just like, it's blasphemy. It's not even a better movie. It's not better characters. And like no. people, <clears throat> I obviously love Patricia Arquette, but people give her way too much credit for her role. I mean, she's, I don't know. She's not Nancy. No, she's not Nancy whatsoever. I like Nancy a bunch. Um, oh, Nancy's it, bitch. Well, should we just like get into it? Uh, Cause I have, because so the first movie came so out. We've talked a lot about the first movie because we did Wes Craven as a director, so we obviously talked about that for. But I do, I do believe that we said in that episode that since we would probably be doing these movie, or not probably, we would be doing these movies. Um, I think we just kind of um, shuffled over them a little bit. Yeah. But I will say that in the first movie. The first movie, I think, is so good because they're able to get away with things that they can't in the later movies because there is a scene early on in the movie where... So it's about these kids and they're like all kind of collectively having the same dreams, but before they all figure that out, there's a part where the two girls and Johnny Depp are at one of the girls' houses and there's like... It reminded me so much of Halloween and yeah. it was very much like... Cause it, and they're like, they think someone's like watching them and like, you're made to believe as the audience, like maybe it is this killer, but then we find out that it's in their dreams. Yeah. So a brief synopsis of the movie, it follows Nancy played by Heather Langenkamp and she's a high school student and she keeps having horrifying nightmares. Um, and then she realizes, like you said, that all of her friends are having the same nightmare, specifically her good Judy. Um, what's her name? Oh, Tina. Tina. Well, yeah, because the movie kind of starts out with, like, a, uh, like, they kind of psych you out. Like, they kind of make it seem like it's going to be about Tina. Yeah, a little bit. And then, and then Tina die. And then it's, like, full-fledged man. But, yeah, so it's, so it is the, the dude in their dreams is motherfucking Freddy Krueger, who is a pedophile, who... I have serious objections over people are so into him, but they say he's a pedophile, but they never talk about the pedophilia ever. So in the first movie, don't they just say he's a child killer or do they actually fully call him a pedophile? In the they first movie? full out call him a pedophile, but, okay. and then in later movies, it's changed to killing the kids. Yeah. But uh, like, it is never really, I mean, the, the the whole, like, huge qualm with these movies is that it's about a child murderer, and then, I mean, Freddy Krueger, but obviously Robert England as Freddy Krueger, created, like, such an iconic... I mean, he, he has action figures that sell to kids. Kids buy a literal child predator. <laughs> right. Totally because he's so iconic. Yeah, no, I was uh, reading... But it's problematic. It is, but I think it's because... Robert England is so not a pedophile and so he took the character and like and like he's just a killer and yeah he's killing kids but he's killing teens and so did Michael Myers but like oh. he also killed little kids but then he like completely changes his MO because he, he kills adults too mm -hmm. and then he just becomes a revenge killer oh yeah he is 100% just a revenge I mean him and Jason both are very revenge, whereas, like, what was always scarier about Michael Myers is that, like, he wasn't really doing anything for revenge. He was just doing it. 
But my anyway. the thing with Freddy though is that his um he's reason, a metaphysical monster. Well, his revenge, what he's seeking revenge on, changes depending on the movie. Yeah. Because it's different, but we'll get into that. So in this movie, he is um, seeking revenge on the parents who killed him because... Which keeps happening in all of the movies. I'm just going to point out, even though the kids keep getting older, so it's like, how many parents did this? Like, how many parents were there? Because, like, at first you think maybe it's just, like, Nancy's parents and then, like, Tina's parents and then, like, Glenn's parents. You don't really know for sure. Well, it's like... Exactly. And also, they're mad that he killed their kids, but they still have kids, and none of these other kids are like, I really miss my sibling. Right. Or like, oh no, I'm dead. Remotely brought up. We're going real into it. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's a pretty big flaw. It is. Um, Something I wanted to just like, I think something that we didn't like totally even touch on during like Wes's episode is just how like insanely he was able to like just change the genre of horror over and over and over again. And like he just kept redefining what horror was so many times with this movie and then obviously with Scream and like he just he's such a legend man (laughs) he is this movie the first one gave me some serious uh Scream vibes like in the beginning like um they're all like at school and they're all just saying really quippy things the character of Rod I think is probably my favorite he's really hot I like that like dumbass abusive yeah, no, I didn't fully understand his and Tina's relationship. I was like, does she even like him? I know. It's very that. Like, very, like, she just puts up with... It's almost like, are they even dating, or is he literally stalking her? Or like, is it he kind literally of, like, a sexual predator? I, I did, too. When I was watching it, I forgot that she was, like, supposed to be... Or that he's, like, his her girlfriend. Right. Uh, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I wrote in my notes, it genuinely seems like Tina is not into Rod. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've always felt that way, even, I mean, like, I watched this movie for the first time probably when I was, like, I don't know, 14, and, like, I always thought that, like, he was trying to be with her, and she was, like, maybe, you know? Well, I don't know, because when it comes to their sex scene, they're making the craziest noises, and she's hella yeah, into but it. but weren't you two when you were that age? It's, like... It's weird to talk about. It's so crazy. Um, also... A uh, horror movie icon legend, um, the teacher is Lynn yeah. Shay from Insidious. Yeah, from Insidious. She's so good in that. She's mm-hmm. in, um, isn't she in New Nightmare also? Um, not that I saw. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but no, yeah, she's great. Um, so basically the movie, um, Tina's killed, they think by Rod, but obviously we know it's not. Um, Freddie like murders her in like the spinning bedroom scene and then basically Nancy is just like on the fucking hunt to find out what is going on who Freddy Krueger is what happened meanwhile she's also having to deal with like not sleeping and she's having to deal with like her mom being an alcoholic and her dad who is like the police chief being like not a like super like in her life like father figure like and all of her friends are dying. Would you? This may be controversial, but over brave. Yeah, I'm being brave. Um, I think and like Nancy Thompson more as a uh, final girl than Laurie Strode. I think she does oh, the exact same thing. I she does 100%. so much more. She's a lot more proactive. I mean, no offense to Jamie Lee Curtis or to Laurie Strode the character, but I mean. I mean, Nancy fucking, like, the the sleep thing. They would be, they would be, like, they should be more worried about what sleep deprivation does to you and being killed that way than these nightmares. But anyways, this movie, um, there's magical realism, so. I mean, let's just talk about how John Hughes completely stole the idea for Home Alone from Nancy. Um, Nancy literally home alones her house to catch a fucking, like, yeah, he's catching, like, robbers, but she's catching a dream pedophile. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nancy's everything. Nancy is everything. She's a really final girl. She is. Um, I mean, of ever. Yeah. Um. I my favorite most memorable part from this movie is um the scene where she's in the bathtub. I have read that this scene was like very hard for her to film. Uh-huh. Um, well, but I she's not even eighteen. Yeah, and she's so we get an underage boob in this movie, which is also was, uh, not good. I feel <laughs> well. No, I mean, have you seen Blue Lagoon with uh, Brooke Shields? I haven't. Well, I know that that's a thing, it, and I think uh, it's wrong. I think I'm, it's not I'm, cool. I also think it's not cool. So yeah, the scene in the bathtub, it's just the things that Wes can do that like, I mean, it didn't even end up in like Nancy dying. I mean, obviously there's like a struggle, but like just those elements of just like creepiness that just don't happen throughout the rest of the movies. You don't get a lot of that with like, you know, Freddie's like arms stretching out and like all of like those elements, like you kind of lose that in the sequels. I think it becomes so disgustingly campy. Yeah. I mean, the Friday the 13th movies do it a little bit. Like, I forget which one, but they make a bunch of, like, really stupid fucking... Oh. Uh, they make, like, an like an American Express credit card. Like, it's just... this like, Yeah, the don't home without it. They're fucking dumb. So, but, um, Nancy they Slays. Also don't leave home without it uh, joke in, I think, the fourth movie of oh. these movies. I think that was, like... And, in fact, I know it was. That was a really good joke back during that time that commercial was huge and that joke was in like every sitcom every movie it was like okay everywhere yeah people couldn't have... redefine the 80s just kidding but um, yeah they were like basically reagan i'm trying to think if there's anything else i really want to touch on about the first movie specifically johnny um, depp we've got to say what? Johnny Depp in a crop top. Oh, yeah. But we've definitely talked about Johnny Depp enough. Well. Um, but his scene is super iconic, obviously. The blood, the bed squirting blood is great. Um, it just yeah, sucks. He ends up like, pulling Freddie out of her dream and, and, you know, ending him. But then, like, it also ends with, like, her mom getting pulled in a very, very small glass window. That part, I remember that. That part is, like, another part that's very memorable and that, like, when I think of the movie, I remember that. And it looks so crappy when you look at it now. There's a lot of claymation in these movies. A lot of claymation. Well, I mean... I mean, cool. We'll get into the second movie now, but what was the um, Rotten Tomato score on the first uh, first movie? I I don't have that information in front of me. Oh, I can pull it up. I actually do. Right that second. Right this second, rather. Ew, it got a 94, which is high. Yeah, no, as it, and it's certifiably fresh, right? Oh, yeah. Nice. 100%. Okay, so now we're going to the second film. Yes, and there's a lot of controversy. On Elm Street to Freddy's Revenge, which, as we were saying, we can argue that every movie is Freddy's Revenge. Yeah, they're just like... you. Very much stating what this movie is about. While I'm here, I will just say that it got a 41 splat on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, that's bullshit. So there's the lowest score of all the movies at all. Huh? It's not the lowest oh, score. No, 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 no. What would you think is the lowest? Well, maybe we'll do that. At the end. I do. I know what it is. I know that oh. it's the remake. No, it's the sixth one. Oh, really? Oh no, you're right. It is the remake. Dang, yeah, it did bad. Anyways, let's go with the second. <laughs> okay, so um, I knew I had seen, I knew I'd seen all of these movies in parts, and I knew I'd seen all of them, at, some of them at least once, but I meshed them all together in my head. So watching them for like the first time was like watching them for the first time. I don't know. So watching them this time around, but so anyways, the second one. I didn't realize had so much controversy behind it. And um, if anybody has Shudder, you should check out the uh, documentary Scream, Scream, Scream Queen, because there's a comma. So 
it's like scream queen <laughs> uh yeah, my nightmare in Elm Street. scream queen that's how yeah. you should be saying it exactly uh and it's about the main character in the movie jesse whose real name's mark and mark about um it has well, gay so undertones docu- if you're really interested in these movies the first documentary you should watch is um Never sleep, Never sleep Again, which is like a three and a half hour documentary about all of the movies, obviously not the remake because that hadn't come out yet because this came out in 2010. But that is the first time that we start talking about all of the gay undertone in the second movie. And so that is what kind of what Mark says in the documentary was what made um, other people start questioning it finally, because like no one had ever really talked about it before. Yeah, basically the writer um, wrote it as like a with a gay subplot and then basically recanted and like when people would ask him about it said it wasn't he didn't do it that way but then when it came like when it was advantageous to him he did say you know he actually made a very homosexual remark but i will just let you watch the everyone if they want to watch the documentary i suggest it because it was sweet it made me cry it was really beautiful. And it was really, it was done well. I do think, yeah, so David uh, Cheskin is the writer. But what is, do we, I mean, like, do we know if he is gay? Um, Mark Patton? No, no, David, the, the writer. Oh, no, he wasn't, he's not gay. Okay, so what I don't like about him uh, is that he said in, in that documentary, he was like, the reason that I put that like kind of gay undertone is in there is to make it scarier because I didn't think there was anything scarier than than, like realizing you were gay basically, which is like a really fucked up thing to say. Yeah. But, um, I will say just to sort of redeem him a little bit in the documentary spoiler alert. Well, I don't want to say, cause it's kind of a beautiful moment. He apologizes for everything that he said. Good, but it's been like you know years, so that is true. he should be apologizing now. That's very true. This is good. I'm glad he does. Right. So, um, I'm just gonna say my favorite part in this movie is when Mark, or I'm sorry, well, Jesse rather uses his little butt to close the drawer because <laughs> he like dances. There's, okay. There's also <laughs> some your really favorite cool. Part of the movie. Uh, yeah, Morgan, it is. Um, this movie has cool kills. They go to a gay bar. It doesn't have, like, any kills. It Like, no one really dies in this movie. Like, well, the kid who, like, clearly, uh... Okay, so basically this movie's about Jesse, who has just recently moved to town on Elm Street. Specifically, he moved into Nancy's old house. Yes. So where the first movie took place. So that is the only thing that... Oh, it's also... ...with that film. And it's five years later... For no, some it's reason. only two years later. Oh, yeah, no, this one is three years later. I'm sorry. Three years later, and then the next, yeah. They jump around with these movies, and, like, they. I mean, they all came out, like, you know, 80... Very consecutive. 86, 87, and, like, but they all, like, are supposed to have taken place over, like, a big time jump, which is confusing. To the point where they're in the sixth one, and it's, oh, my God, it's so ridiculous, but we'll get to it. So, yeah, the second one, no Nancy. So, instead of, like... Uh, Not even when we talk of Nancy, really. No, other than that she lived in that house. But instead of, like, he's going in people's dreams, he's going in this the main character, Jesse's dreams, but he's also using Jesse as a vessel to kill people in the real world. Yeah, so... Basically, in this movie, Freddie is, like, inside of Jesse, and, like, by the end of the movie, he literally breaks out of Jesse, which they do a really cool job. I will say, because most of these movies came out in the 80s, the practical effects are fucking crazy amazing. They're really crazy. They're, they're so good. Enjoyable. They're so cool. And, like, some of them, even now, like, I'm watching them, and they're grossing me out because they are so realistic. Oh, oh my god. I I think it might be the fifth movie. There's a scene that literally I had to like pause it and be like, oof, my goof. But yeah. We'll yeah. Um but yeah, no. Um I really like the second one. I think it's cute. <laughs> yeah, it definitely like it, I didn't hate it. I definitely liked the the third and the fourth better. I really like but, it. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? the second movie specifically, I will say that um, the character played by Jesse, so Mark, he beat out Christian Slater and Brad Pitt for this role. Damn. 
So what's crazy? Okay, we we kind of touched on like all of like Christian Slater, but what's crazy about him is that like you know he could have had this role and then he could have had a career just like Johnny Depp's. Like that's what a lot of people were doing. They were like doing horror movies in the eighties, and it was helping them to kind of like get their big break, like how Brad Pitt was in what Critters or something, or maybe I'm thinking of Leonardo DiCaprio, but um. Like, that's what should have happened for Mark, but because of all of, like, the stigma behind the movie, he literally, like, moved out of the country. Yeah. And never acted again. I mean, you learn about it in the documentary, but um, they literally had to hire a private investigator to find him to do Never Sleep Again and found him in Mexico. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it was a weird, like... uh... I mean, it's just so different. It goes off the beaten path. Because now we're at the third one, and Nancy's back. And also, yeah. Patricia, who has a special... Well, before ability. we get to the third movie, I just want to talk about a couple more things that fans specifically and, like, Wes Craven did not like about the second movie. Okay. Um, we didn't like, obviously, the whole, like, possession thing, but another huge rule that they break in this movie, and... I think this is the only movie where this happens is Freddy shows up in like the real world, not in dream world. And not because someone pulled him out like that pool scene at the end. Wes Craven hates that scene and thinks it kills the entire series. Well, oh, well, no, that's the whole thing. He uses Jesse as a vessel to get because he's in only Jesse's dreams. And so he like busts out of Jesse yeah, I don't know. And then, it's a big so that he can off. live in the real world, but then he gets, like, sent back to dream world. I think it makes perfect sense. <laughs> it makes it not as powerful and scary that that he's just, like, at a pool. Like, it's so much more horrifying when he gets in the dreams and it becomes all surreal. Like, that's what makes these movies, you know? Otherwise, it's just another... Well, that's Friday probably why they never did it again. And that's what I'm saying. So now we should move to... Uh, Nightmare three, three dream warriors, dream weaver, <laughs> dream warrior. Yeah, this one has a really bitchin'. The next couple ones, yeah. and I will say, even though the last ones really suck, the music in them is pretty funny. I love eighties rock, so I'm a pretty big fan of like the the music. But that one specifically by uh, what is it, Dokken? Are they who made the Dream Warriors song? I don't know. Whoever did it is a genius. Uh, I have it in here somewhere. Oh yeah, Dokken. They made that song, the Dream Warriors. And I don't know how accurate this is because I read about it on um, Reddit, but I heard that someone say that because so. The music video for Dream Warriors was the first ever music video for a movie. Like, you know how, like, um, now there's, like, companion music videos, like, with movies that have, like, scenes from the movie, but also, like, you know, is recorded. This was the first one to do it. And I can only said, think of Titanic. Why? <laughs> I mean, especially horror movies. Like, I know Creed did one for Scream 3. <laughs> there's a lot. But, um... They said that um, during the filming of that music video that Robert England (laughs) used Freddie's glove to put cocaine on and that the band members uh, snorted off of his uh, knives for fingers. Wow. That's the most oldest thing I've ever fucking heard. The whatest thing? The most thing I've ever fucking heard. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most (laughs) 80s thing you could do. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. Um that's really funny. Yeah, no, this movie, um, so this one... Wes actually wrote the first draft for this movie, but the studio didn't think it made sense because he was basically trying to pitch New Nightmare in 87, which I'm really glad that he didn't do because even when it came out in 94, it was too meta and people just didn't get it, you know? So I'm glad that... It is. I'm kind of glad that they didn't let him do that yet. I feel that. Um, yeah. Uh... So it's like the rest of the kids. From, and it's like, that's like the big revelation is that Freddy's killing off the other kids. So what were they yeah, like a little, y- so th- they were the younger kids. Yeah. Like you'd think they would all know it was coming to them. And so now Nancy's like a full on fucking doctor. Question mark? Yeah, so, so now this one is a five year jump and Nancy uh, is a, um, psychiatrist who specializes in dream therapy right 
Yeah, and so uh, so Patricia Arquette plays Kristen. She's like the main character in this movie. Obviously, once Nancy comes in, they're kind of like the two heroines of the film. Love but it. But she is like, I mean, it starts with her literally in her room just eating instant coffee. Not even making instant coffee. Just eating instant coffee, like and doing she, arts and crafts, and her room well, looks like well, she's the building Nancy's house, which is she's building the house from the first two movies, right? Which is an iconic house and comes back in like basically every single movie. Um, but Kristen's her- home life is again kind of like not great because like her mom is like you also know dating and not really like paying a ton of attention to her. So that in that first scene, she basically like falls asleep and Freddie cuts her wrist. But then when she wakes up, her mom sees her with a razor. And so her mom sends her to like a mental facility. Yes. This is the one that takes place in a mental institution. And so you get, this is the one that people, like I've been saying, this is the one that people think is like the best of all of them. If not, even better than the first movie do you think it's mostly because of the quote welcome to primetime bitch uh maybe Uh, that is a really that's that's a good one people really like that but then some people really don't and think that that was the start of like him being a little too campy well i mean that the that quote comes full slap and we'll talk about it later but Yeah. yeah this one yeah it's um so this so um patricia arquette's power is that she's able to pull people into her dreams yeah so that's like a little element of change is that um she can actually so basically she is um what would that be called she she does more like um a medium no you know when people can control their dreams lucid dreaming yeah it's kind of like a it's basically like lucid dreaming but with freddie yeah, but uh, in the movie, it's literally she just has to call out their name and then they pop up in her Yeah. Game. Also, Lawrence freaking Fishburne is in this movie. Oh, he is such a little snack in this movie. He's so cute and he's so young to the point where, like, I've def. I mean, this is the one that I know I've seen a couple times because it would just be on TV and I would catch parts of it. And, like, I even remember him more so than, like, anyone else that's in that movie, but I never put two and two together because he's so young in that movie. Like, he literally looks like a baby. <laughs> yeah, he has like a completely different body type in that movie. Yeah. It is insane. Yeah, so So what people like about this movie is that it really helped to move the series forward because we got Freddy's backstory a little bit more. Is this the one where we learn about This is the one where we learn about how his mother was a nun, right? Yeah, so if the if the second movie is, like, you know, a lot of gay undertones, this one is a lot of Catholic undertones. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, basically, the story that they created is that Freddie's mother was, like, in a room full of maniacs, as they called it. Yeah, like, she an worked, old school, like, loony bin, if you will. She worked and, at the hospital from Silent Hill. Yeah, literally. And so, so she would, disgusting. like, in the room with them on Christmas when they accidentally locked all the doors. So she got locked in with them and was then raped by all of them basically. And that's how Freddie was conceived. And so they called him the son of a thousand or the, like the bastard of a thousand maniacs or yeah. the son of a hundred, I'm sorry, a hundred uh, psychopaths. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, they even use like, they go so far as like using holy water to defeat Freddie in this movie, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely has a lot of, like, religion in there, which I, I didn't mind it, you know? I feel like that happened a lot in 80s movies, too. Like, there was a lot of nuns. Yeah. I mean, you know? totally. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that is the fourth movie, or third movie, rather. And now we get on to the fourth one, and um, and they recast Kristen. Yeah, so basically in the documentary... People, like, don't know for sure why, but a lot of people think Patricia Arquette wanted more money um, and couldn't, and then some people say that she was busy working on another movie at the time, but sadly, she did not reprise her role as Kristen, which kind of sucks, but the girl that did, her name is Tuesday. I know, that was really cute. Tuesday night. She, and she has just a, so much of, she has just such a different vibe than Patricia yeah. Arquette. But maybe it's just because yeah, I, of Patricia. It was hard to like 
So in this I mean, movie, pretty early. right? Oh well. So spoiler alert: Nancy dies in the third one. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't even fucking say that. Nancy and her dad both die in the third movie. Yeah, they die in the third movie, and so so now we're in the fourth movie. So Kristen now is Remastered. like the um is like the Nancy now, and she has her friends well, so, from. I'm sorry. What? Hang on. So, um, so, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 got a 72 on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, that's generous. And 4 got a 53. Okay, that, that seems to make sense. Um, so, yeah, in the fourth one, what was I gonna say? Oh, I just wanted to say, so, the fourth one starts out with a, a quote, um, for the title screen. It's a... They all know. Most of them do. No, the first one starts with him making the gloves. Well, the first one doesn't, but the second, third, fourth, and fifth all start out with quotes. Well, the sixth one does. The fifth one doesn't, because I would have written it down. It, that though the fifth one. No, it doesn't. I just it. No, the fifth one starts out with that weird sex scene. Oh, you're right. The fifth, but the fourth one definitely starts out with one. Well, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It starts out with, um, from Job, which uh, it doesn't. Yeah. It, I don't know why they picked that. Um, no, all of the quotes that they picked to go at the beginning are are not uh, necessary. <laughs> this one also has a a song, and it's "Running from This Nightmare." <laughs> oh yeah. So this one also was. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people might know. Uh, director. Uh, debut of Rennie Harlan, who also directed Die yeah. Hard 2 and Lucy. He was a Finnish director at the time and, like, was almost literally homeless and kind of, like, forced his way into directing this movie. He just, like, kept showing up at New Line and being like, hey, what do I have to do to, like, do this? And they were like, you know what? All right, we'll let you. Well, that was awfully nice of them. <laughs> and if yeah, we did, we fun. wouldn't have Deep Blue Sea. Deepest we wouldn't have Die Hard 2. I know fucking love that movie um so what else so this one has her friends that she made in the insane asylum but also her friends that she is in high school now with yeah so the friends so um they die pretty early on i really like when the one guy dies in the waterbed that's also like the most 80s thing that i've ever heard yeah, water beds are fucking gross. I don't know why people had them. The bigger the size of the bed, too, the more disgusting. Like, a California king size nastiest water bed. Um, also, I really, I liked, the, I thought it was really cool the way that they brought Freddy back. Not specifically with the dog pissing thing, but <laughs> okay. like, you know how he goes kind of from, like, bone to flesh? They did a really cool job doing that i thought like literally seeing just like the liquid come back into his eye sockets that shit was crazy i feel like they definitely filmed that in reverse or like they reversed the scene um they said they did a lot of their stuff by doing like reverse that's like really smart um so i would like to talk about well first of all the dog the dog in this movie's name is jason do you think yeah. that is because of, and it can't not be because of Friday the no, 13th. It's totally that um, so there's a friend, Debbie, who has like huge fucking hair and is like a pretty big badass. The way she dies, I think, is the most, is one of the most disgusting. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree with you on that one. The, it literally um, is like the thing. She turns into a bug. She, she turns, turns into a roach and goes into a cockroach like motel. A, co- a roach motel. They check yeah. in, but you never check out. Fucking funny, man. I hate it. I hate it. Do we know what the time jump is for this movie? Because like, there's a part after Kristen dies when Undecided. they're like watching. What? I said undetermined. Yeah, because there's a part where the, like they're watching like home videos, but it's like, when did they like when did they film these? Like the <laughs> week confusing. before. The week and before. Then I, that scene, actually, um, where they're talking in the, like, while watching the home video, you know? Uh-huh. I guess, like, they just didn't have enough stuff. And I don't know exactly what it was, but, like, the director, like, just wasn't there. Yeah. Or wait, I'm thinking of the fifth movie. Okay. We're talking about the fifth movie. Well, no, we're talking about the fourth one still. Wrong. So, in the fourth one, Kristen 
pull. She has this friend named Alice, and I she. Love Alice. Yeah, I like Alice. So Alice is like kind of frumpy and like kind of awkward around boys, and so she, at one. Pretty. Well, yeah, because she gets sucked into Kristen's dream. Kristen dies. Kristen's ability to pull people into her dreams is then transferred to Alice. Somehow that makes her hot. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she was always hot. It just, it just, it made her. But it, she literally woke up with like. Makes people hot. Well, yeah, she woke up with like full makeup, and no one fucking says anything about it. But any who's also now, so <laughs> I didn't even notice really, really, because it's a big yeah. change to the point where I was like, "Is this a different actress?" She like starts wearing her hair up and looking a little more like. Indiana Jones. She gets like bangs and she like is sassy and then she starts smoking at one point. She's like, I don't smoke. I know that part was funny. Well, I was going to say Kristen's character develops a very intense smoking. um, Oh, insane. In between the third and the fourth movie. So maybe that's why. Yeah, but that part was funny when she she, like goes to the cigarette and she's just like, I don't smoke. I know. That was, that was funny. So... So now, the, uh, what did you think about the karate stuff? <laughs> I literally, I, I actually have a note. That is a running theme in the later movies: women doing karate. So the scene where is this the movie where she's like practicing with the nunchucks? nunchucks? Yeah, well, because uh, her brother is really into it, so she uses his stuff. Okay, well, Patricia Arquette is also pretty jumpy, and um, also like the last one or like the sixth movie, but. Um, the part where she's doing the nunchucks and they keep, they like go to her face and then go to her like back, which is doing all of like the cool stuff. The wig of the stunt person who's yeah, actually doing yeah. it, they it's didn't really even try good. to match the hair. The wig is bonkers. Yeah, I thought it, it wasn't was, great. It, it wasn't was necessary. <laughs> no, but it like makes it. Yeah. So then there's all these girls like fighting Freddy at some point, like. Mortal Kombat style, but um, so yeah, let's move on to the. Well, this one I was gonna say, just like another point, is that this one is kind of the opposite of the second movie because Freddy is like inside of Jason trying to break out, but in this one, at the end, all of his kills or as he calls them, his children or souls are inside of him, and that's how he's defeated by them all breaking out of him. So it's like the reverse, literally. And it's really gross. Yeah, cause, well, they did that. The way they did that is they built just a huge body and they put a bunch of people in there and they were just moving around and it actually fell while they were filming it and all, all those people probably got pretty hurt. <laughs> Somebody lost a tooth. I'm sure of it. Somebody lost a job, probably. But um, yeah, so now we move on to the fifth movie. And it's continuing. So because Alice got this, uh, like, it's uh, good for Freddy. And got a 31 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, That sounds about right. Um, So Alice, because she has this power, she was not one of the Elm Street kids. Because, uh, like, uh, Kristen was the final one, because she transferred this power, now Freddy can get to other kids. Not yeah, just exactly. the Elm Street kids, which kind of doesn't fucking make any sense. But anyway, no, but it makes enough sense. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this one is super weird because so she has a boyfriend who's in the other movie too, and his name's Dan, Dan. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, fucking Dan. Ne- never trust a man with two first names. Um, oh, but Dan's nice. No, Dan's nice, and um, it's really a shame because Freddie like turns into his motorcycle. And then he well, dies. Yeah. No, it's a motorcycle. Is it? Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. He's first driving, and then he gets on a motorcycle. Yeah. And that so, is crazy. Yeah, and so in this one... But he's, like, drinking and driving. <laughs> right, exactly. It's so weird. So, um, uh, they're, grad- they're graduating from high school in this one, and she has brand new friends, because her other ones died. I was confused by that as well. Um, and, um... So, let's see. What was I going to say? Um, so, anyway, uh, so her boyfriend dies, and then she goes to the hospital, and they're like, you're pregnant. <laughs> and well, so this one also starts with them showing Freddie's mom being impregnated. Is this That's the one? That's how it starts, which is fucked. 
fucked up. <laughs> it is really fucked up. And the, it's yeah. really weird. And they're not even in a room. They're in just like a giant, a giant room. It's, it's so, a warehouse. Yeah, warehouses definitely. So yeah. while she's at the hospital, she meets this little boy named Jacob, who's actually the little boy from Jurassic Park, who's like <laughs> really annoying. The annoying yeah, little one. Funny. And like, um... So she meets him, and it's so stupid, like, it's so obvious that it's, that he's her baby, because, like, he's like, she's like, what's your name? And he's like, Jacob, and she's like, I always liked that name. And it's like, fuck you, bitch. And so then, so, uh, my favorite bitch in this movie is her girl Greta, who has, Uh like, conservatively 15,000 dolls in her bedroom. Right. Her mother is, like, trying to keep her youthful, I think. And she's like gorgeous, that. and her mom talks like the mom from. That's kind uh, of a running theme in all of these moms. movies, like the mom's mommy issues specifically. Well, and the dads are shitty too because the dads are just no. Alice's dad is a piece of shit. But he kind of really comes around in the fifth movie. No, no, yeah, exactly. No, he has he a total save game. the cat and moment. Then, like when Dan dies, and like her Dan's parents try taking the baby from her. His dad's like, oh, no. Or her dad is like, fuck you. Yeah, no. And, like, in the end, there's a very beautiful moment of them at, like, the park. (laughs) It's very cute. Okay, but, like, going back to nasty-ass death scenes, Greta's, Uh like, dinner, when the way Greta dies, it's so... It's it's fucked. It's, like, the way it looks, and also just the scene itself. She's, like, at dinner with, like, her mom and all of these, like, I don't know, old white model executives i guess and then she falls asleep at the dinner table and she's like in a high chair and then yeah. freddie force feeds her a bunch but all of the food is in her cheeks <laughs> yeah the way they built that like mouth thing it's really so, nasty and then yeah. you said you had to turn off yes and then he yeah. burps her like a baby <laughs> this one is so weirdly like about children which was just such a weird approach to take for the movie it was so weird and then there's also the scene where the friend who's like super into comic books goes into like fucking aha like take on me by aha's music video <laughs> it was cool how they made him turn like from person to comic book I, I mean watch the music video for take on me by aha it's literally the same thing so yeah um so this one kind of just ends you'd think everything it ends in a little bit of a cliffhanger obviously a little bit you know yeah sure well because like it ends they're at like the park and they're fine and then you hear like the little girls like Singing the one, two, Freddy's coming for you. And so, because of that, we're supposed to assume Freddy's not dead, but now we're going to get to the sixth movie. Which is supposed to be Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. And this one got a whopping 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Good. Um, so yeah. the first one that came out in the 90s. Yes. It came out in 91. But it takes place in, it takes place 10 years later. So it takes place in 2001. (laughs) Yeah, that's fucking so crazy. The time jumps in these movies are just so different than anything else. And this is the dumbest one ever because at one point, so this movie takes place in 1991. And at one point, a character makes a Twin Peaks reference, which would totally make sense in 1991. In 2001... That's not going to be topical whatsoever. So they like really kind of fucked themselves over with that one. But I think, I don't know why they did the time jump. But um, what I do think is pretty crazy is that if this movie takes place in 2001, this movie came out on September 13th. So it came out two days after. So this movie like takes place rather, I guess, two days after 9-11. And it starts out with him on an airplane. (laughs) Whoa, Holly, I never thought of that. Well, and like he wouldn't be on an airplane. So these movies obviously take place in an alternate universe that is not our own because in 2001, on September 13th, assuming that this movie starts on the day that it was released in theaters, which I don't know. It's pulling at something, but I just thought it was interesting. 
Um, but this no, movie also... Was, what? Oh, I was just going to say, this is also one that starts with the quote. It starts with two, yeah. actually. It starts with a Nietzsche quote <laughs> um, from a uh, story, a novel he wrote called Thus Spoke um, Zarathustra, which is, like, um, kind of racist. Hmm. It's weird. And then also the quote, welcome to prime time, bitch, Freddy Krueger comes up. Yeah, that shit's Why? Stupid. Why? Because they thought it was his best quote ever. I don't know. Um, I do really like the part where he's supposed to be the Wicked Witch. The yes, I was going to say, they use the song. I might be that for Halloween. I might be Freddy as the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, when I heard Night on Bald Mountain, which is from The Wizard of Oz, I was like, "Are they do it twice in the movie, too, where he's like in a falling house. But I thought, yeah. I did not care for that one bit. No, I don't have much to say about the sixth movie, so... Oh, I, I do. do. I do. I have some um, cameos. Well, Parker. Yeah. Parker from Alien is, like, the doctor. Uh-huh. He's awesome. Um, and so... And also, there's a random Roseanne and Tom Arnold Yeah, that, that's cameo. another reason that I don't like this movie, because I don't like Roseanne. And same, and I'm... Uh, Tom Arnold's whatever. Um, yeah. Like... This is another movie with a lot of martial arts. Yeah, yeah, they really like doing martial arts against Freddy, as though that's going to stop him. Right. So, wait, so in this movie, though, it ends. This is the one. So you think that this man in the movie is Freddy's son. But then it turns out that this girl in the movie is Freddy's daughter. Right. And so... And so then it becomes like Freddy. So. Freddy killed his wife. And so Freddy had his daughter taken away from him. From the right, kids so. of the parents that he killed. So they took his daughter away. So in retaliation, he killed their kids. And then in retaliation, they tried to kill him. But at the moment that they killed him, he is approached by three really weird little dream demons who give him the ability to stay alive as long as he kills people in dreams and he's like that's cool because i really want to kill people and so it's like what the fuck is the motivation like why is he getting revenge yeah it's just stupid it would have made more sense if they if they'd had it be the son like why add in this extra wrinkle of him having a fucking daughter like trying to humanize him it's stupid and so this one like ends and it's like okay he's dead now (laughs) Yeah, but is he? Yeah, well, but I don't know. New Nightmare is just so meta. So New Nightmare is came out in 94. So does that mean that it's supposed to take place... Who fucking knows? Know, six, seven years before the... Whatever. So it it's kind of a precursor for Scream. It's a precursor for Scream? Yeah, because it's just kind of like... It's it's just like making you know it's it's just so meta. It's too meta for its own good, but it's like weird because no, obviously it. it's Heather Langenkamp, but it's not her real husband and her real kid. Oh my gosh, the kid in this but movie. Her real husband is a special effects artist, so yeah. it is kind of like her real life. Oh, well that is cool. Um yeah. is her but like Aaron from Full House isn't her real son. Oh, also mm-hmm. Like this. he's also from uh, from a pet cemetery. It's I a know. Kid from pet- he almost dies so much, and I was like, "Girl, if he dies, you can just bury him at the pet cemetery." That scene, specifically the one where he's up on the like play equipment, uh-huh. that shit is just like it, it was something that just like really stuck with me as a kid. Like that scene specifically, I just always thought was super scary. Yeah, that movie. I rem the part with so. And we've talked about this one a decent amount, too, just because, again, right. Wes. Correct. So I always thought that the babysitter was, like, Heather Langenkamp's sister because they seem to have, like, a more Judy relationship. That, yeah. But it's just the babysitter. But the part where she's, like, killed, like, on the ceiling and he, like, says he's going to skin her like a cat, that, like, really messed with me as a kid. And that lady uh, actually went on to be in Scream, the television series. She plays, like, the main character's mom. Oh, that actress. Yeah. Genius. Love that. Love that. Um, but 
I do really like this movie. I think it's super fun to watch. And, like, I mean, you don't get a ton of Freddy. He doesn't even come in for, like, an hour. No. Robert England as Freddy, but it's not technically Dream Freddy because they're, like, in a, in a morning show or something. I was reading... Well, I in that show, um, I was reading that, like, actually happened, like, Wes Craven was there and like there were parents and like people on the show were like why like basically like violent movies are bad and then when like freddy came out like all of the kids were like cheering for him because kids love freddy krueger but um which is based on something that really happened to wes and and, robert england right yeah yeah um and i was reading that reality like complete reality right um also i read that like um wes like watched all of the movies and, like, wanted to, like, kind of reinvent Freddy, and so he has, like, a trench coat. <laughs> oh, and he also has a mechanical hand now. And um, he looks less burnt. His makeup is, like, a little more, like, edgy in this one, you know? Yeah. Uh, the- also, something that's kind of interesting that happened was in the movie, like, you know, there is supposed to be hurricanes, but while they were filming a earthquakes. huge hurricane, earthquakes. earthquake, rather, a huge earthquake that, like, ruined a lot of places in California happened, and so Wes was literally like, well, let's go out and shoot that, because there's no way we're going to be able to recreate this, no. and, like, I guess people on the set were like, do you have a deal with the devil, dude? Like, how did you make this happen? Right, that is crazy. I know, it was like, they were basically almost like the movie was just becoming so weirdly real, it was insane. Like, how much it was actually, like, going with what was really happening. It's just, it's good, you guys. And uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a... 78. Yeah, it did, like, second best, right? Yeah, second best. And, um... Yeah, it's probably my second favorite, other than the following film, which is Freddy vs. Jason. I like this movie. It's, like, so early 2000s. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And um, what if you love horror movies and you love Freddy and Jason, then you're just going to enjoy this movie, and that's why it, like, is higher up on my list. It do, it's not necessarily, like, a great film. It has a lot of flaws, and, like... <laughs> I mean, like, there's no reason that this should be happening, but I do also, I find this movie super meta, like, as far as, like, horror movies go, because it's aware, like, Freddy's aware of Jason, like, it's, it's, like, he's almost in some ways, like, kind of a fan of Jason. Yeah, he, like, simps for him a little bit. Yeah, he totally does. And I like, I like that the movie opens with Robert England narrating, like, everything. Like, yeah. the opening of this movie is fire. Yeah, it's, like, very much, like, Freddy heavy, and then Jason kind of just, like, comes. Also, like, Freddy, I know we've talked about this in the Friday the 13th movie, but I don't know if I mentioned this, but Freddy has the advantage of being, he's, like, of being able to speak. Like, he's, yeah. it's almost like he has to say funny things. He's literally the only, like, Leatherface doesn't talk, Michael Myers doesn't talk, Freddy, or, um, Jason, rather, doesn't talk, uh... Talks. Who? Chucky. Yeah, but he's, like, a doll. He says know. bad stuff, too. He's a naughty doll. So, um, yeah. I love that Freddy gets, like, jealous of Jason in this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. He has a lot of emotions, Freddy. He has a lot of problems. He's a full-blown... I think they could have done a lot more with, like, um, like Jason's dreams. Like, just making him, like, a kid crying in some weird, like, place where it's raining. It just... I don't know. I feel like they could have done a lot more with that. Yeah, especially because, like, his childhood was already so fucking traumatic. Like, adding the element of Freddy there kind of also sucks. (laughs) But Kelly fucking Rowland is in this movie. We also talked about this movie a lot in our Friday the 13th uh, series, too, so we've covered it. Yeah, so, I mean, ugh, the fucking remake is so bad. They change his look. It's not Robert England, England. And that's what I think does, like, and people are always like, I think he could have been a great Robert England. I don't. I don't think anyone can be Freddy but Freddy. And I think oh. 
by like there was no reason for them to make this movie in my opinion and making it and having Robert not be in it is just like a detriment to the entirety of the series in my opinion oh I a thousand percent agree there was no reason to do it like yes the guy was cool and scary people always say like I think he could have been a great Freddy I think he could have been a great killer in some other storyline yeah he had a creepy look to him no doubt he wasn't Freddy and he's never gonna be Freddy no no there's only one crazy pedophile and it's freddy Krueger. there's only one but yeah this one got a fucking 15 percent on rotten tomatoes that is so nice of them they said that it was visually faithful but lacking the depth and subversive twists that made the original so memorable the nightmare on elm street remake lives up to its title in the worst possible way all right visually speaking i would like to touch on that because the first ones they use like the way they make like nancy's house and like they use such like soft lighting and it's very like vibrant but it's like it looks obviously like a dream like you can't really tell and then in this movie it's films like like with like um fluorescent lighting like the movie saw like it has like a green tinge to it it's not not really popular in the like early aughts because of saw because saw was doing so well and like churning out so many movies that other people started doing that too yeah but like visually it looks like goddamn shit yeah no it looks like straight shit it looks like dog shit (laughs) it looks like dog shit yeah, I so like in conclusion, do you have any other things that you would want to talk about about these movies? Well, let's let me see, Morgan. Um, Obviously, Freddy Krueger is one of, like of like I would say there's probably like four just of the most iconic like movie killers of all time, and he is 100 percent on that list. Like he is, oh, everyone knows who Freddy Krueger boot. is. Not yeah. even just in America. No. Yeah. Like no, like 100 percent hot dogs. He obviously i mean yeah it's him and michael myers and uh jason jason and like leatherface i think some might throw in chucky or throw in uh not jigsaw but you know the little one guy but um yeah it's really it's those four that are like the most iconic queens they are like the queens you know yeah no they're like the disney princesses of the horror world and they're really the final girls <laughs> they really are because you know what they live no matter what and they live as long as there are directors screenwriters whatever who want to pick up where you know and just run with it like everyone else has yeah i mean they really just like i mean what's cool about these movies too is that i think they got a lot of like really really young new filmmakers like um like into like career into careers and i think that's cool that you can make something for a decent amount of money um and then like kind of be able to go on and you know do more with your with your career uh additionally new line cinemas was nothing before like nightmare on elm street and uh i think i think new line got bought out by paramount i might be wrong but like you know it came from nothing freddie really built new line cinema and made it what it is yeah it, yeah, because, I mean, when I think of New Line Cinema, I think of, well, I mean, I think of Wes Craven movies. I honestly think of Scream, but, like, yeah, I mean. No, that's Dimension. Scream's Dimension. Oh, oops. They have very similar <laughs> logos. No. No, they don't. no I, I'm <laughs> sorry. Did you ever, at any point, watch and or know about the Freddy series? The TV show. I think it was called like Freddy's yes. Nightmare. Uh-huh. I think I've seen it. I remember it being on TV. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. But like same thing, like Brad Pitt's in it. Um, I'm trying to think of other people who were like in episodes. But the same thing with that is they just gave so many young filmmakers like the ability to just like do kind of whatever they wanted. Because it was it was like this weird thing where it mostly only came on really late at night so they could kind of do stuff. But then sometimes because it was syndicated, it would randomly come on at like, like noon in like, you know, the Bible Belt. And so like, it was definitely very widely um, talked about. Yeah. Um, There's also a video game. Um, It came out like with the first one. Um, Hold on one second. Let me look up just to see really quick. Also, um, a version of um, 
what's it called mortal Kombat came out and you could play as like freddy and i think mm-hmm. i think jason Same. was on there too yeah. so they also just made um i think it's either it's called dead by dawn or dead by daylight i think it's dead by daylight and they have uh you can be michael myers and i was watching like simulations of the game the other day where someone was playing as michael myers and it's scary yeah i've heard about that actually um and that it's, oh, it's cool pretty cool um yeah, I played the Freddy game, the Nightmare on Elm Street game. It is not good. Um, it came out in 1989 um, for Nintendo. Oh, there was also, there was a couple different versions, but yeah, it's like, whatever. It's like yeah, whatever, Dead, by, Dead well, by Daylight. Wow. Dead by Daylight. Yeah. It's so realistic. And that's actually, so in one of it's the, cool. it looks so cool. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It looks pretty fucking badass. Um. So, yeah, that's been, uh... So, anything more about Nightmare on Elm Street? Or are we just talking about video games now? No, I, well, I was talking about Nightmare on Elm Street, but also that video game. But, like, also, man, video games have come so far, haven't they? <laughs> you know, man. Well, anyways, it's October, y'all. It's time to watch scary movies, so don't watch these. <laughs> yeah, don't. Don't. Just kidding. Watch the first one, man. It's so good. Yup. And, uh, vote. Oh, 100%. I'm actually, I have my ballot right here, ready to go. I'm about to go drop it in my um, mailbox to support the post system and, you know, to vote for Biden, motherfuckers. Yep, vote blue, vote Biden-Harris so that we can get we out of the We can't tell you what show. to do, but we can endorse Biden. Yep, we endorse, Harris. we full out endorse Biden. Like, oh. Full. Oh. All right. Oh, okay. Well, the scariest thing in the entire world will be Trump being president again. So, ha ha ha, bye. Yeah, bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.